Jesus. We are off the rails Good. tonight, dude. What is going Don't. on? Oh, my God. And my dad just ripped ass right next to me. <laughs> oh, it smells like cum. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> well welcome back to another episode of Philly Red's finest hour I wish audio could give you <clears throat> smells shout out I to guess, the YouTube I guess video too yeah shout out to the YouTube I shout look terrible because I'm on my laptop because yeah. I am in on Tanagan right now because in an operating room we <laughs> we have a guest on the podcast uh, my brother Oliver is back from the hike. Earth, 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 earth. We, will, we will get into that. He's um, risen. In a little bit. But I wanted to, what is this, episode 23, I think? Yeah, 23. 23. So happy episode 23. I don't know, man. I can't count past 10, so. 23 <laughs> in me. Whatever. 23 in you? We are recording this on Sunday night. And so it was a. Weird day of football, <laughs> an exciting day of football. I will for the failures that maybe bet on football. You're I had a degenerate gambler. You, I you're had a, betting on football. Stop it. I had a bad. Uh, I had a parlay today, and it's bad. This week was the beginning of the London games, which means if you're in the East Coast or in the Eastern Time Zone, the kickoffs nine thirty. If you're in the West Coast, it's six thirty. I can't imagine that. A.M. Yeah. So oh I woke Lange up this morning some football. and it was just like amazing <laughs> to be able to wake up and just right away. Boom. football. So I made a bet. I had a uh, Taysom Hill. He's like a fucking hybrid for the saints, but Jameis Winston was out the quarterback starting quarterback. Andy Dalton was starting for the saints. I was like, Taysom Hill is going to score a touchdown today. Easy, easy bet. But it was like plus three fifty. I'm not going to get into how all that works. So if you bet, you know what I'm talking about. So then I was like, you know what? Since I know that's going to happen, I'm going to like parlay this. So I did Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Eagles, to have a rushing touchdown. I parlayed that. And then the last one, Lamar Jackson, rushing touchdown. So Taysom Hill, Saints game, hits it. And by the way, it's $10 to win 300 So Taysom Hill scores. I'm jacked up. I'm excited. And I was like, fuck yeah. Now it's for Jalen Hurts and Lamar and They've had, they both have like six combined rushing touchdowns this year. So I was like, it's going to happen. Jalen Hurts rushes for a touchdown. I got two out of the three. Last one. Lamar is the last one, and he's the most likely to rush for a touchdown, of course, right? So I'm watching the game, and it's like the last possession the Ravens have to like score a touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. I'm like freaking out. I'm like 300 bucks is on the line here. So it's like third and goal from like the three, and they pass it. And I'm like, fuck. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hopefully everyone's covered. Run it, run it. He starts running to the goal line. And I'm like, let's go. Like, go. Live was with me. And we're like, go, go, go. He fucking gives himself up at like the one yard line. And he could have made a move to try to score. And he didn't. So I was like, well, sick. Instead of going for a field goal, because it was tied. And there was like a minute 40 left. They fucking went for it on fourth down from the one. So I was like, okay, here we go. Another chance. Ball snapped. Lamar gets it. Starts running like 10 yards backwards. And I was like, well, he's not going to rush for a fucking touchdown. <laughs> Throws it into the end zone, throws a fucking pick. Bills oh. go, go down the field, kick a field goal to win. I was like, you son of a bitch. So that happened. But I was just excited to, to wake up and boom, like football. This is like what living in the West Coast feels like. Because um, yeah. I can't imagine just getting up. Football starts at 10. You're just like, yeah. here we go. 
You just no, don't even brush your teeth. But but don't, <laughs> Mike Evans has two catches so far. You all right. Once you got one, he's got a touchdown too. Four more. Oh, actually, all right. So there's another DGen uh, bet that I made. <laughs> Mike Evans have six catches. He's got two. Is it first quarter still, Dylan? Yeah. Okay. So on Tuesday, you'll know if I win or lose. Um, but anyways, crazy, <laughs> crazy day of football. Lions score 90 points again, uh, but they lose to the Seahawks. The Vikings, I, I mean, I didn't even, didn't even talk about the Vikings. They were the London game. They played the Saints, and they squeaked yeah. that one out. And the Packers barely, barely beat a third-string quarterback against the Patriots. And it's just, it's bad. It's really bad. The Packers, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. Like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Um, it's really bad. It's really bad, but another good day of football Sunday. October, too. Happy October. Yep. October. Yeah, boy. Unbelievable to think that we're here. One of the best yeah. months. One of the, really, probably it, one of the top months of the year. It All really, right. it really, I, I, Octo- I October agree just too. fucking rules, dude. October yeah. just for sports, too, because every single major sport is, is hockey starts yeah. in like a couple weeks. Uh, basketball oh, starts yes. at the end of the month. Obviously, baseball in October is incredible. Mm-hmm. Of course, college football and the NFL uh, are going hockey, on. Hockey's firing up, too. We got a lot of preseason games going on. Dude, and hockey's starting. And hockey is starting in a couple weeks, so that's awesome. And, ho- <laughs> and hockey's starting, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I wanted to start this off. I don't know if you guys saw this. Chris, you, I figured you saw it, but I was on Twitter and TikTok. I saw this on TikTok as well. There was a there was a there was a fishing tournament that was in Ohio over the weekend. And these guys, it was a walleye tournament. And Chase Kaminsky and Jake Runyon won a tournament on Lake Erie in Ohio with five fish that weighed in at 33 pounds. Wow, that's a big fucking bag. They won and they were named team of the year for the tournament. Mm. So they were weighing the fish. Five fish. Oh, After weighing in, their five fish were cut open. Ball Th- bearings. <laughs> eight pounds of egg sinkers were stuffed in every single fish. Oh, Sons of bitches, dude. A live fish, dude. How does it happen? How does it how do you you just stuff it in the, the fish's mouth yeah, or what? Just feed it to them. Yeah, it's just I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. So I saw it on TikTok and maybe like the algorithm, since I saw it on TikTok, That's I saw it on Facebook up. or whatever, but so the cops were called, and I don't know what what eventually what the happened. Police were called, but yeah, it says the local police department was called because obviously, like doing that to the fish, maybe because I don't yeah, know, dude, yeah. get in trouble DNR, with the police DNR. cheating, you know? Yeah, so the DNR probably got involved as well. Game but warden's gonna get the. Well, no, they ain't giving you a ticket for cheating. No, right. So it was definitely how they did it, but it was a crazy video, and I thought it was fake at first because the guy that did it was like standing there as they were cutting open the bellies, and it was literally just like putting them in like buckets were people That's just freaking up. out was it everyone, like a private thing or was yes, it like a crowd there yes. was a crowd no there was a crowd and everyone was like oh, oh, oh piece of shit yeah like what fuck the you. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yep and uh, yeah. and of course the dumb question what do you think should happen to fishing yeah. tournament cheaters classic and then there's some redneck guy and they're like i'd say we hang them from their toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, thanks rick good <laughs> where's fucking why don't we ask Kyle Rittenhouse what we should do? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. gosh, dude. Dude, uh, I saw another thing. And, and so those, why did they cut the those... dorsal fin? What's that? What? Why did they cut the dorsal fin? Like when they 
breed out the fish. I don't know. I wonder if they're they're planning on putting them back and then a clipped dorsal fin means that it was um I forget they do that to some fish for some reason or like stocked fish they they clip the um the dorsal yeah, fin. Yeah, is that like to to like track them or something? It's it's like the ones that they breed. I think plant I think it's like all planted fish um hmm. have the dorsal fin clipped uh that way you know that it was a stocked a stocked animal and not a not a a, a native one. But I don't know why they do that in competition unless they plan on just releasing them. And then they, I guess that's not really stocking, but yeah, I never even heard of that. So that's new. Either. Um, <laughs> but I saw another thing on Twitter, which it, it, for the listener, if you're not following us on Twitter, follow us for sure. But um, at Faith Hour uh, on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, I saw this video of these guys, these kids at like a private school fighting. And Chris, you might have you might have reposted this. I retweeted it, but there's these kids, a video of these kids, like all in like school uniforms, just like beating the shit out of each other on like a stair stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And they, and they were, and somebody dubbed the audio on it. Still just, found the audio. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who my dad is? Do you yeah. know who my dad is? <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of different voices saying, "Do you know who my dad is?" Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, Twitter has some of the best and also some of the worst of the internet. So oh, we yeah, are some of the best of the internet. So follow us. <laughs> so should we get into, I am, I am back and I, uh, I'm just watching the game a little bit, but, um, Oh my gosh, there is a, <laughs> come get a catch. Come on. Three more. But that was really, really funny. If you're watching the YouTube with Tony, <laughs> yes. just did. yeah. Yep. Let's fucking just pop in on live speed. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was hilarious. But we have a loaded fucking happy Tuesday, October fourth. Uh, it's an incredible day for national holidays. I will say this is definitely the probably the the most loaded day we've had uh, for this since we started doing it. But it is National Cinnamon Roll Day. Ooh, that's a good one. Listen to this, boys. National Taco Day. Oh, think, oh. damn! I had tacos tonight. Was- Nas- national Vodka Day. Boy. World Animal Day. I mean, that's just, you know, as good as it gets right there. Fuck mm-hmm. that, dude. <laughs> this is kind of National Fruit at Work Day. Fuck work. Uh, fuck, yeah, and fuck, fuck fruit. Fruit yeah. at work. Dude, where are they coming up? Where, is, where did you get the? And then just stay with work. Improve your office day, which is, oh, we'll nice. throw that one out. But Very invest good. in the machine gun. But oh my national. Gosh. That's getting edited for sure. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get it in post. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. What, timestamp, timestamp, time yeah, cut, time cut, 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 cut that, cut that. Last one. <laughs> oh Last one. National Golf Lovers Day, which oh. I think might be the best one. Aaron, you were on the course today, hey? I was, yep. Leaves falling, played like absolute dog shit. Uh, my roommate hit a house. Um, it's a real rough nice. one. Real rough one. <laughs> but sound like a couple of fucking professional golfers. Yeah, stone cold sober too. That's the that's the most. That's the worst. That's why you're. That's why you golf like shit. Golf, golfing and bowling is terrible when I'm. Just gotta take the edge off. Sober. You're out of your element, man. But golf is such a weird sport when it comes to like you know like obviously drinking uh, games like you know some people claim that when they're more fucked up you know they're better. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like golf, I feel like you need to have just like that perfect buzz. Yeah, you know, because if there's a lot you get, of diminishing return there, for sure. you could have two bit. two more sips and you just shank every shot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a fine line like of me, the, where like you the, should be. The three beer pocket 
for for playing music mm-hmm. and for golfing i feel like it's, yeah it's right there that's 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 and very true you're like ugh, gets it gets dicey speaking of golf in this crew i mean i still i don't even know if we brought it up on this podcast before I mean, but at my bachelor party when we got grouped up us four <clears throat> And we went up against people that like actually golfed and we fucking ended up winning the fucking thing. And no one, Aaron has the goddamn scorecard, dude. Aaron, oh still God. to, I still have to put this in a frame. Read but... that son of a bitch off. What do yeah. we do? You should have seen how many golf balls we put up his ass. So, um, yeah, we went, um, we went, um, on holes one through nine, <clears throat> even, even, or right, so par, par, um, birdie, bogey. Par, birdie, birdie, par. We didn't even uh, cheat bogey. either. Holy shit! Wait, so and were we two under? We were, we were on the first a, nine. Uh, let's see here. Two under. Aaron doesn't know how to read a fucking scorecard. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were two under. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, so I, I scored differently. I, I just put, I, I put plus and negative. Oh, so okay, like, okay. Yeah, so that's illegal. And then, uh, um. And then on the next, the next nine, it was um, f- five pars in a row, um, three, <laughs> three bogeys in a row. Started ah, to slip. Started right, to slip. Yeah. The beers and were then, like I yeah. said. Cover. <laughs> and then uh, um, the last two holes was par, and then double bogey. So we double bogey oh, once. Oh man! So we closed it out um, seventy four. So two over par for the course. And we and took that, it home. Yeah, so I have to frame this and send it to you. Yeah, what a, what what a, what a fun day that was! But I'll never forget when we first get it, like when we first got there. Travis, that motherfucker, Travis. We've talked about Travis before. He was in another group, and he was like, "Oh, he's like here, you know, I got some gummies, you know, take take a gummy." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll take a gummy." And I like at the time I hadn't really t- didn't really take gummies that much. And I think it was a 10 milligram one. And again, that's a lot for me, like not <laughs> someone who doesn't take it. But I was like, fuck it. It's my bachelor party. We're golfing. It's going to be a great time. Mm. That fucker kicked in on like hole four. And I was like, I, I, like, like, again, rush. I think, yeah, was it hole, <laughs> hole four, hole three, whatever it was. I remember I remember at you in your dark sunglasses <laughs> in the bucket. And I look wee, over, you're just wee, staring wee, forward, wee, and you're wee, like, wee, wee. I don't remember what you said. You're like, oh, I don't know about this, <laughs> or something like that. It was so and, bad. Uh, I was like, I, I tried to talk you down a little bit, but then we just, we set the Yeah, because then fire. I think I think it kicked in on, like like I said, like hole four, and then by the time we got to the second nine, I think, because we made the turn, maybe we got a couple dogs and, like, a few more drinks at the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. And then I was, like, starting to feel a little better, but holy shit i was flying yeah and we were smacking trulies we weren't drinking just beers either we were drinking them foo foo really funky shits that was uh that was a weekend for the books there was a lot of things consumed that weekend <laughs> yeah we talked about it in the uh in person episode probably about 15 episodes we talked about this a full like 10 pound log of burger meat that I got from GFS just cased it or the eight pounds of fucking breakfast, uh, oh the my egg, God. The yeah. egg scramble that, that was good. my favorite. I don't even I want think more we, of it. I don't even think we talked about this, um, during the in-person episode, but I'll never forget when we were outside playing yard games at like 11 AM, you know, we're just pounding brews playing cornhole. You guys were fishing. I mean, what an incredible day, but, I'll never forget the sight of people just like one by one every 10 minutes, like running into the house to go take a shit. And it was just like a gamble 
on because <laughs> the shitter was like always full. Like you walk in, every bathroom was closed, and everyone was always fucking in the bathroom. And I'll never forget. Remember my dad? I don't even think we talked about this in the in-person episode. Oh my god! So I think it was Saturday morning. I thought we maybe we did. I don't know. Saturday morning. I don't think we did because he was in the garage, and I didn't want to like. I didn't want to talk about it in front of him. There's so sensitive. Saturday morning, we wake up and my dad is coming up the stairs and I hear Nick downstairs where he was coming from. And I hear, oh, my God. He's like, did you actually? Oh, my. So he comes upstairs and he's in his his fucking khaki shorts. And he's like, he's like just laughing his ass off. He's got the pinch walk kind of going. And. Mm. And then he turns around and there's just shit like stains on his fucking khakis. Dude, he but came, dude, the grossest part, it was like mostly underwear. water. It was water. <laughs> it was like water with like one poop mark. It was like all wet. Oh, my God. Wasn't it Kyle on the fucking couch when he walked up to him? And he's like, look, Kyle. And he like bent over. He was, he was in his tidy whiteies, dude. He wasn't even in khaki shorts yeah. when I was upstairs. Yeah. It was gnarly, dude. <laughs> fucking shit himself i mean it was and then he was like it was that egg bake that egg bake that aaron bought <laughs> it was like no it was probably the fucking bit. half bottle of whiskey and 14 beers you yeah. had the night before he's like he buys like he buys a half gallon of scotch he's like yeah we can mix this i was like with what dude what are we gonna mix scotch with and i think i think at some point during the weekend we were doing scotch and coke which yikes oh my coca-cola gosh. that is that is fucking that is brutal Holy shit. <laughs> anyways. So anyways, we have, uh, again, we have uh, a guest on. We've had him on before. Uh, we talked about the unfortunate events that occurred during Oliver's hike. Uh, of course, he was doing the PCT, uh, the Pacific Crest Trail. And, well, we have him on. And, of course, as soon as we start talking about him, he freezes up. As I know he's in the garage just chiefing right now. So <laughs> are you... <laughs> Are you available? Uh, yeah. Can you see me and hear me good, or no? Does it suck? No, no, no. You're you're good. I'll oh, okay. I'll boost. I'll boost you up. So I guess for starters, obviously we had you on um, when you first started, and then when you were you know a couple hundred miles in. But I told the listeners what it, I didn't tell them what happened, but I, of course, gave them the idea that something kind of went wrong. So I guess if you just wanted to start with that. I mean, where, what happened when you were on the trail? Well, I didn't finish the 2,650 miles that I wanted to, but, uh, oh sh- shit, my internet connection is unstable. Am I good? I'm still getting Yeah, right Yeah, it's like a little Wally-ish. I mean, if you want to maybe like when you're talking, maybe go towards the stairs on the, in the garage. Yeah. If you went on the deck. Probably like thirty. Yeah, it's snowing. Oh, yeah, it's it. snowing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. it's fucking awesome outside right now, dude. It's been so nice here lately. I'm not trying to interrupt. That should be good right there. I'd imagine the internet connection is probably good. Oh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so while while they're getting that adjusted, um, <clears throat> for those who if you don't know, the Pacific Crest Trail is two thousand six hundred fifty three miles of long ranges in the uh, ranges in the elevation uh, 
just above sea level at the Oregon-Washington border on the Bridge of the Gods to 13,153 feet at Forester Pass in Sierra Nevada. The route passes through 25 national forests in seven national parks. The total elevation change <clears throat> is 420,880 feet. So <clears throat> pretty, pretty massive undertaking here, and we're definitely going to get into it here. Hopefully we're all, we're all connected and good. You get there, Liv? Yeah. What I was saying is, yeah, I didn't do all of the miles that I set out to do in the beginning because wildfires were an issue. Um, I got 1,500 miles of pure miles, purest when you do that. Like, even when you go into a town, you even you come back straight back where you came from. You, like, some other people, like, they'll do, like, sometimes there's a loop and they'll go back on trail but i was like strict about it i was like i'm being a purist i'm going back the way i, I came i'm doing every single goddamn mile and then the fires happened it's 1500 miles in and there was a section that was closed and so had to adapt make a new plan a lot of people were just like going around the fires but to do that you had to like get hitches in the very remote areas and then more fires came out in Oregon because I was in northern California when this happened and then Oregon started to catch on fire everywhere so like logistically it was like a mess like you'd have to get if, if you wanted to do all of the miles just by passing the closures it would have been just ridiculous so me and my friend decided to do the Oregon coast trail instead or try to at least and so we got hitches and buses and we went onto the Oregon coast trail did some of it and I can go into that later but then our plan was hopping from there back into Washington and doing all of Washington but then we were 150 miles when we like from the Canadian border when we found out that that was closed as well, like the Northern terminus, like the end point was also closed. So we were like, Oh, well, let's just try and do as much as we can, whatever. And we're hiking. And all of a sudden we see like active fires happening. There's smoke everywhere. And Holy we had shit. to make the judgment call. Like, oh, we're fucking done. Like, this is ridiculous. So like the AQI, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, the air quality index, it was at hazardous conditions of like 500 plus. So we were like, fuck that. Like there's, we can't see any of the views. We can't like, this is yeah. not enjoyable. We're like mm. headaches, like coughing and shit. So we just like turned back. We were 30 miles in from a stretch. We had back and we're just like, all right, we're done. So we were 150 miles short from that. So yeah, total missed 800 miles of the actual Pacific Crest Trail. So I remember you talked about that. Obviously, I'm unfamiliar with like fire season and stuff. Um, everyone knows like the hurricane season, obviously the, the seasons that change, you know, you get snow in the winter, all this shit. So this obviously with all the fires that have broken out in the last few months, clearly this is the season for fires. And I remember you talking about, you know, there's time periods because this happens all the time i'd imagine in that area because there's always fires going on you know we always hear about fires out in oregon washington what have you but is there like a time 
that you need to go? And is there a pace that you need to go that you can kind of guarantee that that'll never happen? Or is it random where like literally anytime like a fire could start starting this month, like I don't want to downplay your guys's hike. Cause I know you guys were hauling ass and you had times where you were a little slow, like when mom and dad went and, and hiked out with you guys. But do you think that there is like, do you think to yourself and maybe Michaela as well, like if we would have done this or that, we would have missed it and would have been able to complete it. So this was my first through hike and I was, I knew about the fire issue before, but it, it was, I, I didn't realize that you have to have like a certain mindset going in, like either you want it to be like a competitive thing where like, your whole mindset is just finish the trail, finish the trail. And like, for me, I, I realized that you kind of stop thinking about the journey because I, I did that when I was doing the purism thing with up to 1500 miles, like it starts to wear down on you where you're not having as much fun anymore. And it's more of just the pure like goal of finishing. So in a way it was like a blessing in disguise where it, it like changed my mindset where I was like, holy shit, this isn't, like all about just doing these miles. Like I, this, this isn't why I came out here. Like, I mean, eventually maybe I'd want to do have that competitive mindset throughout the whole thing just to, you know, accomplish something because I'm very competitive, but I don't regret like not going faster because I think I wouldn't have gotten the same experience that I did doing it the way I did and I don't I'm not hard on myself because of that and because I got to enjoy those other aspects rather than just having that mindset of being competitive so in a way you're kind of glad the fires happen not I mean I'm not glad not the, yeah the, yeah yeah you know <laughs> what I mean like you're you're glad that like that like you know yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, to say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad those fires happen. No, but so, I, I'm, I wish that it wasn't a problem on the trail that you could go from, you know, you know, April to September, October, and not have any issues and just do the whole thing. That would be nice. But obviously, there's gonna be things that happen that don't like go according to plan, and so. I am glad it was kind of just like a smack in the face for me. Like this isn't the reason you're out here more so, but like I'm, I learned that I didn't realize that there was such a small window because like the Sierra mountains, you have to be there when there's not as much snow to be able to pass through in like a safe mm -hmm. way, unless you're like a very like, experience mountaineer and I'm not so it's a very small window where you have to pass through those Sierras but make sure you're fast enough where you don't run into fires which is really hard and that's why like I I, I saw some people actually finish and they were just like fucking insane like where I don't think that I wouldn't be able to do it but because it was my first time, I didn't want it to be that mindset, you know. Mm -hmm. So did For you sure, have, man. did you have any 
Um, so aside from finishing, I know you said you're, you're going for like the purest, the completionist, um, of just like finishing the entire thing. Were there any other goals that you, that you set up? Like, were there, were there times where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this whole, I'm going to do this whole thing without a flashlight or like, I'm going to try and not eat a single Snickers bar on the trail or something like that. Like, were there any goals like that that you had when you started? Um, I, the only really goal that I had was I, I was, I really wanted to finish all of California and I was 200 miles short because I knew the fires was happen. Cause coming into it, I, I, I knew about the fires, but I thought, Oh, maybe we could get lucky because there were fires that we were like ahead of. And I was like, Holy shit. That like, we're doing good. Like we might actually do this whole thing, but that was a really naive way of thinking. Cause then, you know, they just all broke out once fire season happened. And so after but, that, yeah, I think my only, what's that? I was going to say after that first 1500 miles, how did your, how did your, like, you said your mindset changed from like, okay, it's not just an end goal. It's like actually enjoying, you know, it's the friends you made along the way. Right. It's like the, it's the journey that you maybe lost sight of, but in the course. Yeah. Of... It was a weird feeling. Cause when I heard about them, it, I, I felt in a way more like excited, like happy that I, cause at that point we were doing like fucking not consistently, but we did like multiple 30 miles days, like before that happened, because we were on a schedule. We were like, okay, we need to do like average, like 24 a day to make sure we make it um, in time. And so once that happened, it was kind of just like a relief, like, holy shit, like we don't have to go, go, go it was the competitive mindset like we just can like fucking relax we can like dick around and just like enjoy being out here i was i guess that was going to be my my next question because obviously you sent a lot of pictures throughout the journey and every single picture you sent was just like fucking incredible um like like every picture it was just like okay he's just hiking through different postcards throughout these fucking states and these regions like it's incredible like it was there a point where it was so difficult physically that you weren't really like you're like god damn maybe this maybe this was a feeling you had before obviously the fires happened and like you said your mindset changed but you know we take things for granted all the time like sometimes you know we live right next to lake superior and you know we don't know how much we like it until we go somewhere else that it's not there and we're like holy shit were there days where you were so set on just finishing the day maybe finishing your 30 miles that you had set out that day that you weren't really like taking in everything around you well there was different sections of the trail like it's like there was a desert and then the sierra which was my favorite um part because i never at one time like i felt like i was grateful the whole time in the sierra and it was just amazing every day but then the next section was Northern California once you were out of the Sierra. And it was just like a green tunnel. It, there was a, a heat wave that was coming in. And there was like pretty views. But like when you come from the Sierra Mountains into just like forested, you'll like come up and see a view for maybe like five minutes out of the day. But you're just 
you don't really care because you like like you get yeah. desensitized mm-hmm. to like the beauty and so at that point that was like the go 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 time and i i feel like it was more it felt more like work than it did like like actually enjoying being out there so like different sections definitely it felt like a different mindset in that way and that was like right before we found out about what was your toughest day what was the hardest day for you out there or do you have did you have a really bad week a full week of just onslaught of shit or was there a specific day you remember you're like this is terrible there was a few um it was in the yosemite section i had a really bad day because the mosquitoes were fucking awful like there would be so many just biting you and and you would be like at the end of the day you just did like 20 miles and you're setting up your tent and and you you're just like just feel the stress happening as you're like setting up your tent and then you just finally zip you know close your fucking tent and just sit in there and there's they're all just looking at you, but you can finally breathe and just like relax. And that, that was so, that was terrible. But then the, the heat wave in Northern California, that was another really bad time where it was just like, we literally woke up at 3am just so we wouldn't have to deal with the heat. And we're, we have our headlamps on, it's dark out. We're walking, you know, trying to talk. And we just see like eyes like staring at us like Damn, dark that, and dude. I'm nope. pretty sure like we oh, like God. shine the light and we saw it was cool. It was one of those like ring tail thing, like those like squirrel looking things that like don't normally see. But the heat definitely was really tough. And that's when it was just, just like stressful. And that's I think that probably was one of the reasons why finding out about the fires it was like okay well we don't have to like book it anymore but then the worst like mentally not like it wasn't even about you know mosquitoes or heat anything like that it it was in Washington when we first popped back on the Washington I think that was the worst because I started getting into my head I actually that was the first time I legitimately like wanted to quit because after all the fires, it was kind of like hard on myself. Like, well, what's the point? Like we missed so many miles already. Why don't like, why am I here? Like I could be doing so much more than on this fucking trail. And that was also like a green tunnel of just like no pretty views in my head. And, but finally we got into the, I was like, I'm not going to quit. Like I'm going to wait till we get to a pretty section. And it was goat rocks, a wilderness finally opens up like beautiful scenery in the Cascade Mountains and it just like it went away like so so that was really in in that in that moment when you when you thought like this may be it like it's not worth it it's out of my control I can't you know I can't make these fires go out so I can complete my goal is there anything that you like told yourself or is there any discussion you had with your with your partner there to like say like, Hey, we can do this. Like, how did you, how did you get yourself out of that? Or did you just put your head down and go? I, I honestly, it, it was, I, I think it was me telling myself, this is part of the experience. Like, like if you didn't have the really hard times that it wouldn't make 
the trip as good. And I knew that part of me was like, well, do I want to be miserable this whole time? Like, that's not healthy if you're miserable for like the rest of the trip. But then, you know, I talked it out with my friend and she was like, well, do you think you would regret, regret staying versus would you regret quitting? And that was just like, whoa, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I would regret like trying to finish. So that was a big reason why I stayed too. It was just like, I knew that I'm really competitive and it was such a commitment to quit that I knew that like when I tell myself now, like, would you, you think you ever would have quit if it still was like miserable like that? And I don't think I would have because of my personality. So I don't know, like, yeah, it was a huge time, but (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask, I mean, if you wanted to, whatever you were going to finish. No, I was just going to say that it, like I, I'm like realizing now that those moments are what make the trip or the, the trail so great is that you can have all these different kind of emotions mm-hmm. and like prove to yourself that like you are strong enough not to get in your head because mm-hmm. the mental aspect was the biggest part. <clears throat> and this kind of goes with the mental part of it, but I wanted to ask, cause obviously I think you told me this before you left and um, my mom as well, but in the last like couple years, like with COVID and there's like that movie with uh, what's her fucking nuts. The Carrie Underwood. She looks like Carrie Underwood, uh, but she's an a- actress. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon, that movie of her going on the trail. I didn't never, never watched it, but the people that do this now, I mean, there's a, there's a, a substantial amount of people that now go out and try to do the PCT. I wanted to ask about the people that you encountered. Like, were there a lot of, like, obviously I don't want to judge any, 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 anyone. Um, but I, I imagine while you were talking about you being like miserable in some of those parts, like there's guys that like walk by, like maybe pass you and they're just like great weather we're having, huh? Like, like they're just like happy go lucky. Like, and they're like amazing at doing the trail. Maybe they've done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like has anyone ever like, did anyone ever on the trail like piss you off? Like you didn't like get into like a fight it fight or anything, but did you were you like annoyed at some people like when you'd pass them when you're in these moments of you know like annoyance? And I, I don't I just talk about the people that maybe you like ran into on the trail and like maybe their personalities and kind of the the main personality or what you saw in other people, maybe if you did pass them on the trail. I guess naturally you're just pissed off by that but you realize that they, some people are just better at hiding how terrible it is sometimes. Like, I mean, you'll see on social media, it's so romanticized and like, you know, I'm, I I do that too. Like I'll only post the pretty views. Like I'm not going to post me fucking like dying in the heat. Yeah. Taking shit and like wiping your ass with leaves. Like, (laughs) Oh, it's great day on the PCT. (laughs) But it was crazy because when we were in Washington at the end, I was noticing that we're, there were more people just like upset. Like you like normally like in the beginning, people are all like happy and like 
talking and so excited for it. And then Washington, it was like you'd walk by someone and you would just know that they don't want to be like, like they, you, they, they don't want you to say hi to you. They're just like, and it's yeah. like, I feel you. I'm feeling the same fucking thing yeah. right now. Cause I'm imagining the episode of it's always sunny when Wally's asking uh, Dennis how the weather is, this heat wave, huh? This is crazy. Like people like yeah. that. On the trip. Is it hot? Yeah. Real hot. It's a hot, <laughs> hot one today, huh? <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh my gosh. Were there any, um, so on Tony's note there, were there anybody that, was there anybody that you met that you like still are in contact with now or, or is there any like wild stories of some, you know, some very strange or potentially dangerous people that you met? Yeah, I, I had a trail family at one point, like me, wait, me wait, and my friend, we wait, were, can you, hold we on. started the trail together. We ended yeah, I can tell that we're off a little bit there. Can you maybe restart? Cause you wallied there for a bit and we didn't hear anything. Who'd you meet? So me and my friend, we started the trail together and we ended the trail together. So we, you know, we just knew that we would be together for most of the time. But at one point we did have a trail family that they're called just like people that you meet on the trail and hike with them. And so I'm still, oh shit. Is the connection all right? You're just kind of in and out there for a second but i don't think this trail family wants to be talked about because every time you mention them it <laughs> wally <laughs> yeah so yeah we we uh met a couple people that we hiked with for a while it was in the desert but we lost them in the sierra because we were going faster than they did but we ended up meeting up with them later um one's a german older guy like 47 and then another uh dad fucking shout out to the stuff. youtube <laughs> you're on youtube there dad yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna in the audio version i'm gonna fucking that boost that son of a bitch up so everyone can hear that <laughs> bubble kind of coming out of his ass exposing <laughs> himself to children on fucking youtube yeah eugene zumas Disgusting. But anyways we we had two people that uh, i'm still keeping in contact with you know texting with the guys from germany i haven't heard from him since uh i left him in like we said by and at the airport in seattle um and then there was this um girl that we hiked with who was like really hilarious uh she had like 10 different trail names so i the first time when i met her her name was dd but now we call her dd hot stumps booty bubbles because she that, that's how many fucking trail names she has. She ended up with just Bubble is her like official trail name, I guess. But her reasoning of Dee <laughs> was day drinker. She would oh pack out like wine and just anything and just like drink it on trail and just <laughs> always <laughs> getting blasted always, like, <laughs> walking like, 30 miles a day. Miles. Takes, her, takes her a week to walk a mile. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It, she was she was a good time. We made we made a joke like like whenever we were hanging out with her, it felt like we were on a reality TV show and anything that she oh did gosh. that was hilarious. We would just be like, Oh, you're doing it for the ratings. Like let's keep the ratings. <laughs> up. That's hilarious. And yeah. But she just like, 
She's got she vodka the... in her backpack thing with the, with <laughs> yeah. the straw. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Camelback full of liquor. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And her her profession before the trail, um, I think she's uh, back to it too. Is a, a stripper. So that was oh, wow. um, fun Wait, to talk like, to her about too. Hold on, like legit, she was an actor. Yeah, stripper. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she, it just every time you're with her, there was always a story. And oh it, she was so fun. Like she was the biggest con artist ever too. like always trying to get free shit from people. Like she would purposely like not pack enough food. So then the day hikers or the weekenders going out backpacking, she'd be like, Oh, can I have lunch with you guys? Oh and like, gosh. Oh yeah, come sit down. And she would like, you know, take give out him, probably the, give them a lap dance for and- some fucking nuts and <laughs> trail mix. <laughs> Uh, she's just like, oh, I, yeah, I didn't bring enough food. I'm so hungry. And then they, they would be like, oh, well, you know, we can give you food. And like, you know, it was like mountain house, like expensive ass, like backpacking food that like people had. Like she would get just like these $10 like backpacking meals for people like, oh, yeah, Jesus. we packed too much. And they would just oh, like didn't give bring it any to vodka. her. Like, oh. <laughs> Feel like we need to get her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my. God. And at one of the the resupply stops, like just like really tiny, like hiker town t- type of places, they're like little general stores. Uh, she was just drinking like like she was drinking like bottles of wine, and they had to cut her off. <laughs> she oh my just, gosh! That is that. awesome. That is so, absolutely. So terrible. is it like those little towns that you would go to? Um, that are they like? dedicated to the trail like they're purposely there for people that are on the trail to come and shop or whatever yeah most of them i think are only there because of the trail like people were like holy shit we could get business here okay so were you at any like bars like did you go into bars and are like were there people just getting fucking loaded like in these in these in these bars that are in these towns yeah so i on the you trail, to, you don't I don't have to drive I was, anywhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I was pretty sober throughout the whole trail. Um, I, I I enjoyed doing that because I think that it would have been like terrible if I was hungover hiking. But the younger people, uh, minus like Dee Dee, she's like thirty, but like she was just like always with the young crowd. But like there was these, tw- I think they were like 21, 22, like you know, young guys um, in this one town. They did the 20 beer challenge it was in the desert section it was in the mojave desert the driest hottest section they they packed out 20 beers this fucking guy had beers strapped to his head (laughs) like his hat and then the rest in their backpacks and i don't i i wish that i followed them on instagram but i was just hearing from friends and stuff that they were like updating the instagram like beer three you know like just drinking oh them so 20, 20 beers in 20 they, miles or something is that what it was yeah every yeah every mile you would drink a beer so that you had to drink 20 oh, but they made it God. to 17 but then like fell it like passed out and started like the next day and like finished it but like they got 17 in one mm-hmm. day in the like like there's not a lot of water like their backpacks must have been like 70 pounds because i don't know how the hell they did that Holy I wonder if there's anyone that has done like the PCT, but 
all of it just wasted on like pcp like once you start to like get tired you go to sleep and then as soon as you wake up you just have to get just load it again and then just start walking yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, literally feel that, that feel that hangover come on oh that's, that's yeah, like, did, well, once you start to get hung over you have to like set up camp and just stay there because you like have to do it while you're drinking and like drunk vh1 presents the pct <laughs> on pcp <laughs> oh my gosh with iced tea <laughs> so, oh so you were gosh. telling me obviously this is dangerous you know it can be dangerous sometimes and you were telling me a story about somebody that unfortunately went to the trail to kind of do what you did and didn't return home like were there just more than that person like obviously you can tell the story of her but were there all other people that unfortunately like like died on the trail while you were there not that i know of that actually were doing like the trying to do the whole thing but there was people like that were on the pct but they were just like weekenders that died like there was one guy really early in the season that died on mount whitney i think he just like fell off a cliff and then there was like another another guy that like drowned in a lake but they weren't like actually PCTers. But the the girl that I knew, I met her in the desert and we actually like hiked with her for a couple of days, got to know her, like just like the personality of this, you know, just right away, nitty gritty, like getting down to like what our lives were like really comfortable talking to her. And then we didn't see her for a while. And then we just like heard around from the other hikers that someone passed um from altitude sickness and like right away when they were describing who it was we knew right away we're like holy fuck like that was her and she the highest point on the pct this there's a side trip to mount whitney which is like fourteen thousand, what like 500 um feet um in elevation but then the highest point on the pct um is i think thirteen thousand something and she made it I think it was 0.1 from the top before she just like passed out. And then her trail family, like um, SOS and, you know, the search and rescue came, but they didn't come like uh, fast enough. And yeah, she passed. So and- what happens with, what's what's is like, what happens with you get alt- altitude sickness? Like, how did she die? Like, how do you die from that? Is it shock? like what like not enough oxygen hmm like the the air is like thinner and i think she had like a like a heart condition or something prior to the trail but she was like very fit and young like 23 and man she should have got back terrible (laughs) i'm just i'm just kidding oh my god quickly she should have had the COVID vaccine shut up so to go past that, I'm sorry. Um, You're right, though. Yeah, hopefully, this doesn't get that. Popular. No, I, obviously, it's not going to. And if it does, this is where it stops, right? So, yeah. um, so you and maybe your trail family or anyone in your was there any any time that you guys maybe have like were had fear of your life? Maybe you don't want to tell mom, like you were scared to tell her that you were in danger or something, but. Was there a time where you or maybe someone that you were very close with had a had a scare like that? 
like whether it was altitude sickness or maybe just nature in itself, maybe a slip, uh, you know, catch themselves or getting lost Mm -hmm. even. I mean, animals. Yeah. Did you guys have to kill anybody? Like whenever we like fell or something, we'd tell each other like, Oh, that was a career ender. (laughs) That's uh, a good one. That's a good one. But no, nothing crazy for us. Um, When we found out about um, that girl, it was right before we started the Sierra. We were ending that we were done with the desert. We were entering the Sierra. So that kind of just like slapped us in the face. Like, cause the desert, we were just fucking dicking around. Like we felt like we were at home. We were like having hot pockets, like in our backpacks as our food. Like we just like degrees out and you're eating hot pockets. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like we just like, like I woke up like at like nine or 10. It was like, Oh, okay. Let's just start walking. Cause it's like flatter in the desert. It was just like, it was just like whatever, but the Sierra, I'm on my way. <laughs> the Sierra was a different story. Like you had to be like, like you can't just like listen to music all the time. Like you have to like, you have to walk over these passes and some have like snow. And so you have to be like on your game. Like you can't just like treat it like it's nothing. Like I don't have that much experience. Like I've done like backpacking trips with nothing like where you're that remote. And so like the escarpment when we or something. About, <laughs> well, when we heard about that, it was like right away, it was like, holy shit, like we gotta take this seriously. Like we gotta make sure, like, like before we would hike like not together, but in the Sierra, we were like, okay, we gotta make sure that we know at all times that we're like both safe. And so we had no problems, like it was great there was only one scare after this year where we were like we hiked separately but we were like okay we're meeting at this camp spot and so it's starting to get dark we're like she was ahead of me and then later i she's like i get to the camp spot she's not there and i was like what the fuck i was like okay maybe she went a little further there's like a camp spot a little bit further so i walked further and she's not there and all of a sudden it's just pitch black and we were still like not in the like high sierra but it was still like in the mountains and so at that point i was just like holy fuck like did she fall off a cliff like like what the hell so all i did was walk back to the original spot we had said not there and then so i walked even further back to this different camp spot and I see someone I'm like have you seen my friend and all of a sudden I hear her say yeah I'm right here I was like fuck you like I was ready to like mm. actually like do something about it because it was like half an hour that I didn't know where the hell she was but I was like bad thoughts I was like holy shit she's fucking dead right now so we had no service we were really remote and so that was the only scare that we actually had but like we heard from like trail family that we weren't we weren't with them at the time but like my friend that's from Germany, he like had to leave because he was starting to feel the effects of altitude sickness in the Sierra. So like he had a scare, but he was fine because he actually bailed and like had to walk really far to get off the mountain. So it wasn't crazy for us, but it, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, it's, it's hard to land a helicopter on those, um, Sierras because all the mist. All Sierra, <laughs> Sierra mist. 
<laughs> yeah, and even like on the mountains, you get the dew that sometimes comes up from the fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. Either yeah. got Mountain Shouting or Doctor Bob. <laughs> mountain Holler. <laughs> mountain Holler. Yeah. Um. So I got a question. Uh, this like gear. Gear is a major, major part of this. Um, the physical aspect, which you had down. The mental aspect, you fought through it. Um, but um, there's things called hiker boxes for the listener. Um, what was the first piece, if you ditched any, what was the first piece of gear that you ditched on the trail? And this is a two-parter. What is uh, a piece of gear that you wish you had upon starting? So my tent was absolute trash. <laughs> you dead. <laughs> Can you get me a lighter? Sorry. You guys got to fucking edit this or what? Uh, it's all good. Just keep it rolling. So, uh, so your your tent your tent was bad. So upon the first, you know what, hundred miles less than that, you realized that your tent was just was not cutting it. So the the wind in the desert was nuts. Like I did not expect it to be that bad. The wind. So yeah, the wind in the desert. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to the YouTube guys. They're in the, there's two of us that are in the same building right now. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah. The wind was like at times like 50, 60 miles per hour in the desert. And hmm. the first I would, it was a hundred miles in and my, my tent pole snapped and I just called uh, big Agnes. Oh, they're going to get shit on. Cause big Agnes fucking sucks, but let him eat. I got let him eat. <laughs> big Agnes, but uh, it's a brand. Big Agnes is a tent brand for those of you. Sounds like a fat net, fat bitch. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> big Agnes, big old fat bitch. <laughs> All right, on the back of a Harley. All right, continue. All right, continue. <laughs> Here comes Agnes, that big old bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so I, I I called to get a replacement part. Um, I fixed it. Um, but then later, it was not even two hundred miles. It snapped again. Not, not so even. It's the casual number two hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred miles later, it's like meh. So at that point, I was just like, "Fuck this tent." I had my, my mom sent my work tent out, which was like two pounds heavier. So I had to deal with that, but I was like, I'm not freezing in the fucking Sierra. Like, cause at that point it was like, okay, I need like my gear to be good at, cause it's like more dangerous out here. So yeah. And then I actually found in a hiker box, this $400 tent that had like a tiny hole in the mesh. And so I sent it back to uh, my parents. So my parents could use it when they came out to visit because it was a two-person tent my mom fixed it and brought it out and they used it and it worked really well and then uh it that's only two pounds which my original big agus one was which is a one-person tent and i i just used that the rest of the time and there was no problems so just my tent and then gear that i wish i had i don't i don't really think that i wanted anything other than a solid tent <laughs> so maybe a, maybe a mosquito net 
I had one. I'd, I like a like a head net, but I didn't yeah. like. I just didn't like it on my face. I just never wore it. So you just got eaten alive and probably had malaria. Yeah, probably. Copy. Good Real copy Agnes move. Chris, <laughs> just fucking Agnes, dude. That's gonna be yeah. our new mascot. Yeah, maybe not a potential sponsor anymore. Holy Agnes, <laughs> Angus, Agnes. <laughs> I got a really good story though. Oh yeah, let her eat. So it was in the Sierra, and there's this tiny, tiny. It, it's called a ranch, and it it Where's was it? not. It was not a town. It was just like this ranch where they had like this one general store and you had to hike like five miles down to get to it, to resupply and some food. And so we go there, whatever we, we hike back out. we see these guys and they're like, Hey, there's this weird guy up here. Like, uh, he's like a mile back or something. He's, he's really weird. Uh, he scared the shit out of us. Like some guy was just like filtering his water. And then all of a sudden the guy's just like right, right next to him, like not knowing he was there. And he's like, Holy shit. And so they're like explaining this guy's like, well, is, is he okay? And he's like, well, he thinks like he's trying to get off the mountain, but he's going the wrong way. Like he's going up. And we were trying to tell him, I was like, well, and I was like, well, like, are you sure he's like, he's okay he's like oh I, I think he's fine like he's not out of it he's just he's just really weird but be careful so we're like okay we're like ready to see this fucking guy like what what the hell does this guy look like and we walk up we see him finally and he's carrying us like two sticks with walmart bags like two walmart bags on the <laughs> just, stick just carpet bagging it dude <laughs> yeah just like one hand like this and the other hand just like holding up his like pants because his pants are like way oversized jesus and it's homeless they described him exactly what we imagined like he he seemed harmless but he was really weird obviously like because normal people have like actual gear we were just talking we're like what the fuck is he like suicidal what's going on like it's gonna be cold tonight he has like what does he have in those bags like he does not have enough gear to be out here and so we go to bed the next morning, we see him again. We're like, holy shit, he survived last night. How the fuck? Because it's like, you're out in the middle of nowhere. And there's just this guy doing that. We're like, this is just bizarre. It's Gollum. <laughs> so we, we hear later that one of our, the people that we met on the trail, they ran into him too. And one of his Walmart bags fell into a river and, and, went downstream and they like ran and fetched it for him to be nice and they looked in it and all there was was a rotisserie chicken pcp and that was it <laughs> so it was like My the weirdest thing ever chicken, man. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's probably, mean, probably probably so disappointed it's illegal to have like rotisserie chicken your, your food out like that like you need a bear canister for the bears oh yeah that's right and so he just has that and nothing else and he's just i don't know if he dug a hole and like slept in it but it was it was impressive slept, and very slept with weird. a chicken in a hole <laughs> dude what in the world I, you know i was just gonna think i was just thinking it'd be fucking hilarious to like live purposely in one of those towns that are right off the trail 
just, just like fucking stand next to right people. and just go out there and just fucking toy with everybody that goes <laughs> maybe maybe get the the sask or the uh the gorilla suit out there oh yeah what, no, oh, that what, would be the best speaking Holy of gorilla, gorilla suits like there's uh, just just lurk behind people <laughs> did you have what was the official bigfoot and ufo count did you have any have any weird stories no zero really that's unacceptable that's kind of a smirk. I don't know about that smile. There, like, no, there really was nothing. Unless I was too exhausted to even realize, but I didn't see shit. Really? All those stars. Well, you... UFOs aren't real. We can, uh, in this podcast here, episode 23, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, UFOs and Bigfoot aren't real. 1,500 what? plus. What? <laughs> what was the final mile count? What was the final mile count that you hiked? 1,850. Eight, Roughly eighteen hundred and fifty miles, and not that's, a single Sam Squanch or UFO nope. sighting. That's crazy. Or UFOs. How are the stars? Oh, crazy, God. like Milky Way. Yeah, the whole shebang, and a lot of the time we cowboy camp, which was even better because it's just like under the stars, baby. Yeah, you just be there. What was your um, no light pollution at all? Yeah, that must have been nope. insane. Um, what was your what was your best meal <clears throat> not on trail? So, like, if you you guys popped into a town, um, took took a day off or something, maybe crashed at a hotel, brothel, whatever you're going to do, um, what was, like, your best meal? Did you just, like, go to Outback Steakhouse and get, like, 18 Blooming Onions? Or... Yeah, big. Yeah, big. No, I, I mean, none of the towns actually had Outback Steakhouses, but... Um... Shithole diner that had, like, a slam and bacon, egg, and cheese? I bought, any bought a $25 burger. It, Holy it, had, shit. it was a double cheeseburger with onion rings and bacon. And I don't know. It was just like stacked like this high. Sounds like a big turd to sweat. And right that, now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say the best, the best meal was when my parents came and they treat, treated us to this like barbecue. Red, red, red lobster. Meal. No, it was just, I don't know. It was just some random restaurant and they bought like it like just like all the fixings <laughs> it was really good oh man what Trimp was the, the what side. was the gummy count on trail like much to count gummies? yeah <laughs> oh Remember god when we first interviewed you you said that you were going to bring weed gummies onto the trail my yeah i, I and did. how many miles maybe were you you know maybe under the influence yeah, yeah come on right. In the Sierra, I didn't do any of that because I was terrified. But in the desert, there would just be chill days where we'd do like 12 miles and just be like 12 the whole day. <laughs> A gummy yeah. per mile. But uh, we went and visited my friend in Washington. He lived right next to the trail. He was actually supposed to do the trail with us. And we like smoked and ate so many gummies. <laughs> it, it was on like like my my friend has these 50 milligram gummies oh and he was like he was like if you eat one i'll eat three and i was like all right and so he ate oh three and i ate probably like three quarters of it because i was like i can't do it i can't <laughs> i should have just did the rest Dude, of it. you're already in because <laughs> we had like we had time. like three blunts and like like 
three joints like passing like mm. there was the three of us like passing around nice. and like we were smoking the whole day and then at night we're like oh you want to watch a movie and all three of us just like he took takes the three gummies i take the three quarters and i don't know what the fuck michaela took but we were just like sitting there and watching the movie and i remember just like laughing at i don't even know what the fuck we were laughing at but it was it was <laughs> and that was the first time i drank the not that day but <laughs> the guy's just yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry just, he takes his three gummies <laughs> electric stepping into the twilight zone <laughs> his body but, starts floating i remember looking at him and he's just like <laughs> oh my god like at, like you know i would at, have to go like, to the I hospital could, if i did 150 I could, milligrams <laughs> just admit, fucking admit, wild admit me to the psych ward <laughs> i could like understand yeah, his fuck. thoughts yeah, you're like telepath- telepathically <laughs> talking when you're so big. He's just like, are you this high? He's a fucking big guy. He he's been smoking since he's like, like twelve years old. He said so. Like good he had he... good childhood, good. <laughs> so he yeah, I'm a lightweight compared to him. But um, did you so did you stumble upon any good so <clears throat> for the listener uh, trail magic? Uh, maybe oh, you could shit. explain trail magic. Um, and if you encountered any incredible trail magic along the way yeah i mentioned in one of the recordings that really good one we had on easter where this lady just gave us like a whole breakfast but there was this other one in washington that was nuts it's like we walk up we see like probably 20 plus hikers and just you know cars things set up and we walk up there's like a shit ton of beer shit ton of soda they have like brownies and chili and they even had like socks like to give to people mm-hmm. and like they had like this list of things that they could do for you like fixing gear and all this stuff and and they had like cocktails and a dinner later and it was nuts like you're like what the fuck like who does this and i remember my friend asking like what made you want to do this they're like, oh, well, when we did the trail, we had really good trail magic. So we wanted to like be able to do that for people. But it was just like, this is not the like regular trail magic. This is like a resupply. Like they had like bars and stuff that you could take with you. And it was basically, res- oh, like charging, like you can charge your phone and your, your boxes and stuff. It was Damn. crazy. Maybe what? we need to do, maybe we need to do that for the podcast <clears throat> just like set up a tiki bar, tiki bar out in the woods somewhere <laughs> just get everybody loaded just like, like steak and, a, and, the and not and in a spot and... you would expect it to be like in just like a <laughs> shitty like jungle looking like fucking area a dumpster like we, just... we get the dumpster water grill to cater <laughs> oh nct that north the north country trail that, that runs up through the up bet you goes right past that dumpster <laughs> yeah. i wanted to ask obviously like no bigfoot sightings no ufos that's unfortunate but what about like just other wildlife like did you encounter any bears or um i don't know like were there elk or any like i guess i'm not really familiar with what was all out there like you said the curly tail squirrel looking thing like was there any other wildlife that maybe freaked you out or maybe you've never seen this animal before or anything we like saw, that we saw like 10 plus rattlesnakes which is really cool i I like rattlesnakes because people like 
think they're like really dangerous it's like yeah they have the power to be dangerous but like if you don't like fuck with them they don't care like they literally warn you when you're by them like how nice is that so it was like (laughs) oh my gosh like it was really cool to see a bunch of those and some of those are fucking huge but we saw i saw two bear one of the times i didn't see this one that my friend saw because i was taking a shit but it was like (laughs) It was right next to her and she like took a video and she showed me later, but like you could tell like she was scared because it was like starting to get closer and she just like flips over a camera. She like grabs her checking pole, but like it was like walking in the direction that I was shitting. So she's like, oh my God. He's like, like, God damn. He smells like like beef sticks and cheese. Oh my God. Like what the fuck is that? (laughs) So what was your, uh, what was your favorite meal on the trail? Like when you were actually like stuff that you packed to eat, like what was your like go to? You're like, if I got this, if oh. I got like a bottle of Ortega, I'll put it on like, <laughs> peanut butter and crackers and just go to town. Like what was what was it? Well, in the Sierra, because of the bear can that you had to carry one, you know, it's a limited amount of food. So you had to stuff that thing like we we packed out probably like seven days of food and it wasn't enough for how much we were doing like mm-hmm. and so the deprivation was at a high and i remember having like the idahoan potatoes and uh beef jerky and i like put it in the potatoes and it literally tastes like steak and potatoes and that was like probably not the best meal but like it tasted the best out of yeah. the whole trip, like on trail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was like a what was like a standard though? Was there like a, something that you you ate probably way too much of? Oh, there was like... a there was a lot of things I ate too much of. It was like <laughs> just like the same shit for a while, like ramen, tuna, the potatoes, beef jerky, pop tarts was a huge one. That was like my breakfast for like the whole way, pretty much except the desert desert like i said it was just like a free for all i just brought whatever the fuck i wanted but for like it's like for the weight aspect that was like the kind of stuff that i brought and then <laughs> oh my gosh shout out to the youtube Shout out, we have a guest appearance <laughs> and he's still kicking. The... he's gone not here not here anymore fuck the crisco dipped so you were taking yeah. gnarly shits then? <laughs> what? I said you were taking gnarly shits then. Yeah. What? I I know. What? Are... Oh, was he afraid about the laptop falling? Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I I had an addiction for pop, and I started calling pop soda. By the way. Which is weird, but I'm, I'm on uh, the train. I'm on the train. Side note. Episode 23. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm on that train. No, I'm on the soda train. Pop, pop is something that a 13 year old kid calls calls a can of soda. But then, like a bunch of bunch of candy too. Like I, I had to wean off of the sugar because I was just like completely addicted. Like you should have saw the amount of candy I had. It was nuts. <laughs> That's one thing that not a lot of people realize is that when you're on these long, long, like grueling journeys, all you want is comfort food. Is that true? Yes. 
definitely true. Just anything to make to give you some bit of serotonin. Well, that yeah. and I feel like you're able to eat kind of whatever you want because, like, you could, you know, you're you just yeah. pack, you know, eighteen cans of fucking baronies and just sip, sip. Was the there sauce any baronies on from the, the trail? Can. Was there anybody no. that provided baronies? Definitely not. Mom and pop never brought any out. No. Big spaghetti dinner. Out Could you the imagine stars? not even using it for the noodles? Just opening it, and just drinking the sauce. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Just, it would just having your pants down too, because you're gonna you're gonna spray it immediately. <laughs> I would totally do that. But uh, there was this. Uh, so we we made it to the halfway point, and I didn't bring a lot of water because i was like uh whatever like you know i can make it i think it was like five miles to the next water source but we spent more time at the the half point monument than than i expected and i it was like this was during the heat wave too it was in northern california like i was saying and so i needed more water because we were taking a longer break to be at the monument and I was so thirsty and I, I needed to keep a half liter to make sure that I made it to that five miles. So I took out a spam packet that I had and I just like sucked on it because it was like, you oh. know, some type of like, well, that salt like liquid. Made you more, <laughs> well, that salt had to make you more thirsty though. It, 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 oh. it helped it. No, it was like, my mouth was so dry that I just like how like, juicy that this spam was i like used God. it as like a way of like helping me go further Shout out to spam saving lives send the check <laughs> could you imagine for the listener that maybe he's not watching on youtube yeah you hearing or seeing somebody open like a can of spam and just hearing and you and you probably had <laughs> you had the individual slabs of spam in the plastic i would assume right yeah it wasn't a can like the packet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's juice. They're juicy. Oh my gosh. So to crazy. take to take like a little bit of a darker turn here, uh post-trail depression. Yes or no? I don't have it. It's it's weird. It's yeah. like being back home, you're just like I'm, I mean you sleep on the floor? Did you like did you like come <laughs> down from from like that or did you just like book a night at the Hilton at like the last stop and just like lived it up or no i mean i think it's that's what's different about like i I met a lot of people that have the you know like the nine to five jobs and you know they live in a house and don't do like like the live in the truck and like like um do the kind of work that i do so like they when they would talk about it they'd be like holy shit like i'm worried about you know, after the trail, what the fuck am I going to do? Am I going to go back to this life when I had like this life for so long? And I didn't feel that same thing that they did because like, I knew that I would, it's, it's basically like living outside is what I, what I think the difference is, is like, yeah. I don't have like post trail depression and it's not like depression, like here, it's not like to that extent of depression. But it's yeah. like the same how I would feel when I come back from work and that truck living lifestyle to coming back here. It's similar. So it's not anything different from the trail, it feels like. Interesting. Yeah. So it, I think that's different from like people that have other li- lifestyles feel. Yeah. So you, so you probably, in a way, you've set yourself up 
for the trail by <laughs> doing what you've done up until this point in terms of your your job yeah i think so just like like living outside i guess is like the biggest thing yeah do you guys have any other any other questions i guess before we wrap maybe. things up maybe i definitely do dylan you have more questions here yeah i got i got i got a couple more no the two biggest ones i asked were going to be about uh like the gear and the um the fucking like post like depression thing like you were just talking about so i mean it does make a lot of sense with the depression like you said like you kind of had that lifestyle in a way obviously walking all those miles maybe someone were to miss it but it's more of the people that do that as a goal and they are an accountant for like a law firm and then they get back to their job at the desk and it's like I'm doing all this and like, it doesn't matter because that is out there, like sleeping under the stars and waking up and walking, you know, in the mountains and shit. And then you're just like, just like typing on a computer. Like this is fucking bullshit. Like I would rather be out there, but you do that anyway. You, you know, you're, you're out there all the time anyway with your work and like living in your truck and like being in that environment. So I can totally see why that, uh, it it was definitely, it was definitely a different kind of lifestyle but the parts that I liked about it were similar to the parts I liked about my job and living in my truck there would be times where I'd be like god damn it I miss my truck like I Mm want to just like live out there with my truck like I miss the comforts of my truck but yeah it was like but it's similar I guess just a a quick question too before Aaron asks his and you don't have to like go into detail if you don't want to but you talked about your tent breaking and like the winds and stuff were there any other besides the heat any other elements that made it tough maybe to sleep or like like was there snowy patches that was maybe colder or like anything that kind of hindered your sleep i guess sleeping in a tent or wherever you slept for the night i'm not really for like it because you were just so exhausted at the end of the day, we would even say like, this is not good. Like we're, we're like, we're looking forward to just being in our tents. It see like throughout the time is like, we'd be like, not be excited about walking. We would just be excited about being in our tents and mm-hmm. <laughs> which was like when it started to get not as fun, but you're just like so exhausted that at at one point I I had like a blow up mattress that I would use in the beginning. And that, that helped a lot with the cold too, like being higher up from the ground, Mm -hmm. whatever. But then later on and like when it started to not be cold, like once we were out of the Sierra, I literally just had one of those like tiny thin, like foam mats that I would sleep on, which is like, basically you're like sleeping on the ground and it, it, it felt no different than like a bed. Like it, it was weird. It was just like, you're so exhausted that Tired, you're not thinking yep. about the comfort. Right. You're just like ready to go to bed. A couple of questions I had in these questions are by no means, if you, if you don't have anything off the top of your head, um, save it and you can send us like an audio snippet or come back on. Um, and this is a, another two-parter. Is there anything that you learned about yourself on this journey? And the second part is um, maybe you learned something about people or society. 
Well, it was weird because I think, well, with the trail, I'm going to start with the society one. For me, it was a little different. Like, normally I'm like pretty pessimistic about society and like people and stuff. And I think I started realizing that I have more appreciation for society because it, it, this is funny. Like when we got out of the Sierra, we started to see day hikers for the first time in like 10 days. And it, it we felt so creepy because it like, you could, you could smell like their shampoo and you're just like, Oh my God, it smells so good. <laughs> like it, really? It felt weird, weird about it, That's but it was like, it was like this, it was like this comfort of like, Holy shit. Like, if something happened to us, you know, like a heart attack or something, like we're safe right now. We have people. We know that there's these day hikers that there's like a trailhead a mile away. And so it it hit me where it was like, holy shit, like, you know, in a way, I don't know, like I I appreciate society more after this than I, I didn't like in my truck. And also a big part was the the trail angels and the locals and just the, the hiker boxes, how that all went down, like how you just like trust people and you trust like these things in the hiker box to just take and that you can eat like nowhere else in like a city. Would you see a box full of food and take it and just, just assume that you're not going to die because someone's going to put something in it. Yeah. Just like the kindness that people would spread throughout the trail was, it just gave you like hope for humanity, I guess. Yeah. which was a really cool like eye opener that there is like hope out there. So yeah, like, you know, I feel like some people would think it'd be like the reverse effect, like, Oh, like fuck society. Like this is awesome. Like we're fucking doing a good, cool thing, whatever. And it's like, no, it's like, I realize like we're not any different for anyone else that who's not doing the trail. Yeah. Like we're not any better. We're not, you know it has nothing to do with that it's like a deeper i don't know thing sharing, that i realized sharing and that same basic human experience with everybody everybody's flesh and bone mm -hmm. from the earth and, we will once return. yeah and and then the whole learn about my thing myself thing like i it's crazy because i'm out there you know i always listen to music well, well, for one, like I didn't listen to music for like the first 100 miles, but it was just like looking at views and then Sierras. I didn't really listen to things that much, but it's like in those moments that I li didn't listen to music, podcasts and stuff, it, the distraction was the views. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't think that much. You were just appreciating the views when you're listening to music, when you're listening to podcasts, you're like thinking about the music, you're thinking about the podcast, what people are saying. But at a point when you're walking that much, or you have nothing to do. At some point, I had I couldn't have I couldn't give myself any distractions anymore, mm -hmm. and it was just me and my thoughts. Yeah, and it it was crazy because to get to that level of thinking, I realized that you have to have no distractions in the external, like whatever what's happening in the external world, like. And to get to that level, it was crazy because it like, it allowed me to like dig deeper in within myself and like ask myself questions like, why, why am I the way that I am? Like, what do I want for the future? And like, I don't know, just like realizing what 
is important to me in life and what I want to be and why, you know, like kind of like just those really deeper things, I don't know, thinking. Yeah. And I think without the great views that you see out there to give you that distraction of just like, God, this is so awesome. Like those really bad times where you had to force yourself or like you had to just be in your own thoughts, those bad times that you got into your head those were like the biggest life-changing parts about the trail that I'm like thankful that I was able to dig deeper into. So my last question, did the experience on the trail and being out like in nature give you a better insight of when you watch, like keeping up with the Kardashians? Like, is that mean more to you now or less? (laughs) I mean, it always was not, it was always less, but I mean, no, it's just, even more. It's like, it's if, like, it, I mean, I'm just thinking like, like it, it's honestly <laughs> an honest fucking question. Obviously yeah. I was just being a jackass, no, but like that's, that's, when you're out there doing that question, yeah. and, and, and looking at what you're seeing and experiencing what you're doing and obviously the physical toll that you put your body through doing all of that. And like, but just being out in nature and like really appreciating, like, this is what we have. This is what everyone should be grateful for. And then you, switch over to fucking TLC and it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it's fucking nuts. It's crazy to, and I didn't even do what you did. And it's like, I mean, obviously I, I think all of the reality shows are a joke, but I mean, I just think that in your mind, when you see that stuff now, even after, you know, obviously, cause you've been out in the bush for years now doing like your, your actual job. But after doing that, I feel like now, even like today when we were watching football, like, is that like watching football? Like, you're just like, this doesn't really mean anything. Like, what are we watching? Like, why are we doing this? Like, did you think that at all today? Because I kind of did a little bit. I mean, I, I think I thought I thought more about like I, th- I thought I started not liking sports as much, actually, when I lived in my car more than now and I'm, I'm realizing that it's not like what's going on in the game and all that doesn't matter it's it's what what you're doing while watching it it's the quality time you're spending with the people like I would never just watch a game by myself unless yeah. like you know you're like you know like right now like you guys are talking we're talking on a video like if, if you were watching a game and you got to talk about the game with friends and that's bringing you together with that quality time of each other, then yeah, like Mm -hmm. sports have a meaning, but if you're just watching it solely just to watch, like, that's like, you need to, you know, figure out. Well, I mean, I had 50, (laughs) I had 50 bucks on Mike Mike Evans to get six catches and it it hit. So, I mean, I'm catching So He's going to sports rehab. (laughs) If you you had, I totally get it. Like, if you did those bets but had, couldn't tell anybody about those bets, then I feel like you maybe would have a gambling addiction. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah. the I fun... do, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but it's the like the act. it's like the fun it brings. You know, it's it's the people thing. It's like being together. It's, it's like getting what... a bunch of cash words. Yeah, like <laughs> one Super Bowl party's not fun. If like when I was talking about yeah. the Lamar situation, like we were like fired up. Like when I like make bets. Obviously, usually it's just Molly and I at the house, and like I still get like fired up. But like Molly just even noticed that when we had when we screaming. had Mitch Anderson over at our house, 
And we both like the best part about betting and watching sports is when like two people have the same bet. Cause you never want to be a, the, the guy that bets the opposite of what the guy bets. So then you're like cheering and he's like, or like something bad happens for you, but he's like, fuck yeah, don't, you know, like you never yeah. have that guy. But like Mitch and I both, we were watching red zone and like, the games were just starting and Scott Hansen was like, Oh, it looks like we got a rainy day in Baltimore or whatever. And Mitch and I looked at each other and we were like, let's bet the under. So we bet the under cause it's raining. So we figured, you know, less offense. And so like every time that game popped up, we were just like, you know, cheering for punts and interceptions and fumbles. And it was like a lot of fun for us to, and I totally get that. And I, I, I am the person that, you know, I'll admit it that if I'm by myself, I will 100% put the football game on. But I have not experienced what you've experienced on the trail to look at it like that and be like, this doesn't fucking matter. Like, because what I feel like you and we we're even talking about the people that are accountants that go out and do that, like their whole lives change forever after doing that. Mm-hmm. Even if they just go and hike 100 miles, you know, in like a couple of weeks or whatever they want to do it in. Like, that's going to change their lives forever. And I personally have not had that moment. So I will gladly sit on the couch eating Twinkies watching the <laughs> Packers. No, just kidding. But it's true though. Cause like, you know, and I wish that I have like that experience where I would appreciate nature more, get out more, see things, you know, like people say, go touch grass. Like, I wish I could like get out and do that. And again, people probably might be asking like, then why don't you do it? You know? And it's <laughs> like, it, I'm a lazy it, fuck, like, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's like the same thing though. Like the whole, you know, watching TV and talking to people about it, it, it's like if I didn't have people out there with me experience what I experienced, then it would be the same thing as watching a game and not talking about it or not being with someone like, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's all about like, yeah, you would have incredible like solitude with yourself but if you had no one to talk about it with or not experience it with it like wouldn't be as great so it's i guess it's the same thing it's all about people so you're saying you wouldn't do it by yourself you have to do it with other people well i think i would do it by myself but not if i was like didn't see a single human the whole way didn't like hang out with anyone at all throughout the whole trip i don't think that it would it, it probably that sounds like what hell is <laughs> doing that by yourself, Complete not seeing isolation. any. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like you're the last fucking guy on earth or something. I think, yeah, I think it would fuck you up a little bit. And I, I think this might be like a, a semi-decent note to end on despite, you know, rolling credits and everything. But a lot of people that do these trails, um, it's like ultra marathon runners and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's usually one and done they get bit by the bug so have you been bitten by the bug or you think you're gonna go one and out or are you gonna go back for redemption to do the full thing or to do to do a complete trail well like i said i'm really competitive but i think that i would want to do a shorter through hike that i could from start to end finish Cause I think that would help me a lot, but doing like a 2000 plus mile one, I think that's, I, I don't really want to do that again, maybe in the future just to like, I don't know, at, at some point maybe I would want to, but 
as for now, I it's like the memories are still fresh of the terrible parts. And I think, <laughs> uh, like, you know, like the rosebud thorn thing, like rose is like the best thing that happened. Um, thorn is the worst thing. And bud mm-hmm. is like what you look forward to. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, the the thorn on that is not completing what I originally set out to do because I don't like not finishing something. I'm a very competitive person. So like if I did a 500 mile through hike, I would love to say that I through hiked from start to end, but like a 2,600 plus one, I don't, I don't think that I would want to do that, but I'm definitely going to go back and uh, finish those sections that I missed, but I won't be a through hiker of the Pacific Crest Trail. I'll be a, Oh, what is it? A section hiker. Yeah. Uh, long ass section hiker they call them like yeah, i feel like i feel like i'd want to like like you kind of like what you're saying like do like a shorter trail so like i would want to like maybe not have to rush so much to like do shit exactly yeah like if i could like you know if there was a, a, a trail to go on where you could like hike for a few days like pretty consistently and then like take like a day off where you can like just fucking like mm-hmm. just, just do kind of enjoy time. yourself you know like because and like not walk 20 miles a day, like walk, you know, maybe a shorter, like just so you can enjoy yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like towards the end, it was like, oh, there'd be a lake, but you wouldn't like stop and swim in it. Cause you're like, holy shit. I have like 10 more yeah, miles. We gotta, to we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to like be able to enjoy everything, take everything all in. But at the same time, I don't regret, like it was such a good experience doing that long of a hike because like the good and the bad were like the bad, like I said, I got the like the best things out of it through the bad so like i really love that aspect so maybe if a shorter through hike didn't give me those terrible times that like really made me dig deep within myself then maybe i would uh do one again but i don't know about the pct because the whole fire situation i don't know if i'd want to like i think if you were go 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 you'd always have the distraction of just the competitiveness of of finishing rather than like having those moment so i think maybe i'd do a different one that wouldn't have as much fire trouble and i know that i think i talked about it when it had happened but my my buddy that had passed away that was in the the woods as a piece of firefighter he was the fire that closed the initial trail um that you had to stop the pct on that was the fire that he actually had passed away on so it was like crazy that it was that close because i remember seeing you on i don't know if it was snap maps or like the google maps and i had found out what had happened and i looked to see where he was when he was fighting the fire and sure enough you were like fucking just right there and i saw the pct like the trail because you know it highlights it on google maps i was like sure enough holy shit there it is but how like i'm still fascinated on the fires because i feel like this happens every year right so is this like a big problem that maybe the because the government is the government the one that like um they start you know, the fires no <laughs> you know the jet the jet you know the the stream yeah no but so because like the does the government put on like this PCT or like do people go out and like uh like if something um is destroyed on it or needs to be like fixed or or, yeah like is the government 
controlling the PCT? Like, is there a conversation where they are like, we need to maybe move this section because it's literally always on fire or is fires are fires like always a problem? Yeah, I think it's, it it doesn't matter where you move the PCT. There's always going to be fire issues. So it's like, it's like a, a deeper thing where, I mean, in my opinion, there just needs to be more like management towards the fire issues, Mm -hmm. like, like controlled burns throughout the year. So exactly. Yeah. Like more, yeah, more controlled burns, but that's just like a political type of thing. But, but if you, you couldn't, you couldn't move the PCT anywhere. Like there's going to be fires out West in that area always. So. Well, you got anything else, Aaron or Dylan? No. If not, we're going to roll some fucking Kino uh, with Liv because B's left. So, And if you guys remember from last episode, there was no winner. So we are going to uh, double the pot with $2. And Liv, yes, you will have to pay pay up if you lose. Chris still know, fucking yeah. owes me money. I know you you're – you're, did, you, did Chris not pay you? No, he didn't. I, 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 I sent mine as well. He fuck he won't. He never will. No. All right. Yeah. So here we go. I, it's a new new setup here. Oh boy. N- okay. New setup. Ooh, like that hot numbers and cold. Just numbers. just wait until you see the selection. So before, so this is the best part about this version. I can pause it and like nice. speed it up. So oh yeah, we have to wait. So before we go, let's get some numbers here. Okay. When you get, do we get to pick? Based on the last, you can games. pick any you, any you number one one, one, one number. through one through eighty. You pick one number. Just just one. Yep. All right, Liv, you can live. You can get okay. Forty five. Sorry, I'll go five. No, it's all right. <laughs> I got my number ready. Aaron, you can fire off whenever. I'm going fifty eight. Fifty eight. Okay. Liv, you cold got one? Number, bro. Cold number. 18. 18? Yep. All right. I'm going to go with 40. Oh, he's going on the edge. Dang. So here we go. Oh, 60. You see that? Dude, that's oh, That's cool. 11, 12. Shout out to the YouTube. Gonna get 14. Look at all these. Oh, it's. Look at the board. Plus, you can see oh, 17. You can see the how many balls are left. You see that in the corner? Oh, I missed it by two. Oh, it went right over 45. Dude, what look at that, that second row. Oh, 46, Dylan. Holy shit. 72. Come on, 40, 40, 40. Oh. 50. No, come on. Come on, big 52, 52, 47. Oh, my God. 74. So look at that fucker bounce around, dude. 77. <laughs> 19. No oh, Liv is my so gosh. close. 75. Nothing. All right. We're pushing. We're pushing it to $3 next episode. Dude, look at that get, second row, man. This is going to get to like $25 a pop. <laughs> it's going to end the podcast. We're going to be all arguing about money. That is hilarious. No, because the second episode. Yeah, we're like get, <laughs> getting fights and shit. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Liv. That was awesome. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, what a journey that was. I feel like I didn't talk much, but it was, it just was like good ass shit. Yeah, it was just an episode where we didn't have to do a lot of talking, but it was very oh, wow. interesting. Great stories. Um, 
Yeah, we'll have to get you on just like, like, you know, I feel like you're like working right now, you know, having to like answer all the questions and be like, yeah, so anyway, like taking over and shit. Yeah, being on the hot seat. We got to get you in when you're just like just chilling and want to, I don't know, say a couple things. But yeah, it was good to see you guys, Dylan and Aaron. Can't wait to hammer some brews in the garage <laughs> sometime. For sure. So coming to a garage near you. <laughs> that'd be a good shirt you're at its finest hour coming to a garage near you i like that put that one time stamp it time stamp mm-hmm. it all right well thanks for listening episode 23 again follow us on twitter at faf hour and of course shout out to the youtube failure at its finest hour on the youtube channel have a great week and again happy national taco fucking vodka cinnamon roll world animal day don't eat all one <laughs> don't eat all those in the same day please <laughs> And if you do, send us an email because we'll have you on. Oh my god, I love you guys, dude. I turned, I, I turned. Thanks for listening to failure at its finest hour. I saw a dude. There was a dude ripping fucking pills in the back room one time. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, side story. Remember when we drug all the equipment out of the basketball court behind that place and blew the lid off the town? Thanks for listening to failure at its finest hour. Penguin! It was Penguin! Nice! Another perfect round. Thanks for listening. Distinctively remember getting thrown to the ground when that first one blew up. Thanks for listening.